Okay, so I literally just pulled myself out of a nasty funk that I've been in all day, and I've tried little things all day that usually work. I kind of went through my list, and I couldn't get myself out of it. And I laid down to take a nap, and my phone kept buzzing. My watch was buzzing from texts and picked up my phone and I was like, I I can't really nap anyways. I'm just fake napping at this point. So I picked up my phone and I opened Instagram and one of the girls that I follow who is a business coach, she is very inspirational to me. I just really, really like her vibe. I like her energy. She's actually the account that I found when I went through a really, really deep, dark black hole a couple of years ago when I first started my bus build. And I found her account and she just gave me this new wave of inspiration. She was a fresh perspective. She was very lively. And again, her energy is just very potent, even through a screen. And she popped up on my Instagram. And so I went to her story. She had some new video that she posted today. I started watching it. And then it was about profit planning for your business. And I'm watching that and I'm like, I don't even really have a business right now, but I'm watching profit planning because that's what I would be doing if I did have a business. And I got my computer out. I sat up straight. I started watching it laying down and I had my screen like straight up and down. I was watching it with my head laying on a pillow and then I sat up and then I grabbed my computer and now I'm sitting here with my microphone out because I feel better And I have felt so shitty all day. So I'm going to use this as my topic for today because this is something that has helped me so many times and I'm really, really excited to share it with you. Hello, my friend. I am so glad that you are here. This is Let's Just See What Happens, a four-week mini podcast series by the Happiness Looks Good on You podcast. My name is MJ and over the next four weeks, I'm going to be sharing all of my secrets and things that I did that caused radical change to my life and my mindset and allowed me to open up to the magic that there is in the world. So stay tuned, take what resonates, leave what doesn't, try these things in your life and see what happens. Wasting absolutely no time today. I'm jumping right in. Make a list of things that make you happy. I have recorded so many different podcast episodes that I never published on this one topic. And I think the reason beyond my knowing and understanding was because it was meant to be a part of this little series that nobody asked for, but it fits so perfectly here. I made a list about two and a half years ago when I went through a really deep, dark black hole that I just mentioned in the intro. I've mentioned a few other times in other episodes. I know I mentioned it in my first episode, but it was a very, very rough time. And honestly, I've talked about that period in my life so many times in these episodes that I recorded and never published. I can't remember if I actually have talked about it in any of the episodes that I did publish. So I'll give a brief background to my deep, dark black hole. It was truly the worst place mentally I've ever been in my life. I looked very put together, polished, poised on the outside. I was just crumbling on the inside. And it was right after I bought my bus, I had driven it down to Florida to be at my parents' house. They have a workshop, they have, you know, power. 
my, I figured my dad would be able to help me on the bus and they just had a lot of space and I could stay with them comfortably. I could take the dogs, et cetera, et cetera. So this was around February and I got down there and long story short, I was working two full-time jobs while trying to completely demo and build out this bus. I was trying to do it in a, in a hurry because it was February at this time and my lease in Charlotte for the apartment that I was living in ended in June and I had nowhere to go. And so this bus was my only option. Finishing my bus to live in was my only option. And I just took on too much. I was getting up at three o'clock in the morning because a part-time job or a full-time job that I was working, it was technically part-time, but they were working me full-time hours, worked with developers in Poland. So I had to work their hours to get, you know, successful communication in a timely manner. And then I had my regular full-time job that was picking up and peaking during this time, which was just sheer bad luck on timing. And at the same time, I had a bus with no windows, no door, holes in the metal floor that I had to take to a fabricator to get sealed up and and just no end in sight in the work that I needed to complete in order to get back to Charlotte. Also, my apartment in Charlotte was my little sanctuary. It was my mental clarity space. It was where I felt like was my home. It was where I was comfortable. I had good Wi-Fi. I didn't have tools and, you know, a place to plug in power tools to work on the bus, but it was a place that was very calming and and just good for me mentally. And being at my parents' house, though, I fully appreciate them and giving me that space and offering me everything that they did during that time. Wi-Fi isn't great at my parents' house, so trying to work both of these jobs and just not having great connectivity, it just, there was a lot of things pulling me in a lot of different directions. And This sounds very silly that this scenario (laughs) pulled me to the deepest, darkest place of my life, but there's a lot more to this story that I'm not sharing just because it's very, very personal to me, and that's just not something that I want to put out there. So there was a lot more going on than what I am leading to. I'm just giving the points and things that were actually happening. So long story short, I was working 12 hours a day on my jobs, and then I had to do physical labor, literally building a home in a little school bus all of the other hours of the day. And anything that could go wrong did go wrong. I was just in this bad negative thought cycle, and it had complete hold of me. Law of attraction had a hold of me in a really negative way. I was just thinking negative things and I was feeling negative things. So I was getting more negative things and just this bad cycle. And before I know it, oh, actually, another thing that happened during this time, I was dating someone from Charlotte, which I knew wasn't for the long term. I was just letting myself kind of have fun. And I had suspected some, we'll just, I'll say foul play, nothing like um he wasn't <laughs> touching with me or laying his hands on me or anything like that. But I had suspected that he was seeing someone else and he had denied it repeatedly, repeatedly. Well, come to find out, um, I was sitting on my parents' couch one night. This was early March. It was right around my birthday, somewhere around then. And she messaged me on Instagram screenshots of their conversations back and forth. And this had been going on pretty much the whole time him and I were dating. So I found that out in the midst of this. Again, I wasn't that sad about it. I I knew that that relationship wasn't going anywhere. So it wasn't like I was heartbroken. It was more just the feeling of finding out that you're right and someone kind of fooling you a little bit, even though they really don't, but they did. Whatever. So that too. 
Um, but just all of this stuff just kind of came crashing down. And I was overextending myself, overpromising my time, underdelivering in every aspect of my life. And it was just a lot on me mentally. And I couldn't get back to my little sanctuary in Charlotte until my bus was at a place that I could at the very least drive it. And I also had a lot bigger plans of what it would look like when I left my parents at the time. Oh my God, this story got so long. Anyways, that took me to a very deep, dark place. And so I found myself one night just bawling my eyes out, completely breaking down. And I remember thinking, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I hate feeling like this. I didn't feel like this just a few months ago. I mean, I was so high on life. I bought a fucking school bus. Like, obviously, I haven't felt like this forever. What are the things that I would do when I felt really high and I felt really good? What things that I do? And I started this list on my phone in my notes app. And I just titled it things that make me happy or things that made me happy because this place that I was in this deep, dark place that I was in from that perspective, I couldn't feel happy again. And so all I could really do is just remember back two times that I did feel happy, even though I couldn't feel the feeling of happiness. I knew that I did. And I just trusted my memory, basically. So I thought back to times in Charlotte when I would walk my dog down the light rail, when I would go walk to get coffee, when I would go to a coffee shop and work from for the day, when I would, I don't know, go play golf at the little nine hole course that's right in near the city of Charlotte. I would do these little things and I probably came up with four things on this list. And I'm sitting on the floor of my like childhood bedroom, bawling my eyes out, feeling like just a complete disaster of a human. And I I was like, okay, what on this list can I do? And I can't walk my dog. My parents live on a really busy road, not really in a neighborhood. So I didn't feel comfortable walking my dog on that road. And I was like, well, there aren't any coffee shops near where my parents live. I'd have to drive all the way, all the way downtown, et cetera. So I kind of go through this list. And also at the same time, in my deep, dark, black hole perspective, I was like, these things won't even make me happy if I do them. It won't work. It won't work. And I just, I went through this battle, this little internal back and forth between the voices in my head. And I remember just being like, I'm going to do it anyways, because nothing else is working. I'm, I already feel miserable. I already feel like shit. So if I feel like shit doing these things, it's not going to change. At least I'm doing something and just getting my mind off of all of this other stuff that's like just pulling me down into this pit. And so I think the first thing I did was I went to a coffee shop, the closest coffee shop I could find, took my mom's car. And I went for the morning. I went for like three hours and I didn't feel my like top nod of happiness, my top notch level of happiness, but I felt better. And I finally didn't feel like absolute hot garbage mentally, physically. I just felt a little bit of a release. It was a change of scenery. It was all of these things. So the moral of this story was this list of things that make me happy. Also, this story that probably ended up taking me eight minutes to tell I made this list of things that made me happy and I started to use that. I felt just a little bit better that morning when I went to the coffee shop. So then I started going a couple mornings in a row. I would take myself out of my room. I would go to the coffee shop in the morning. I would get a lot more work done and then I would come back and then I could work on the bus with a fresh perspective, not feeling all of the other things that I was feeling. And and then I would take my dog. All, I would drive my dog all the way to downtown Pensacola, which was like 35, 40 minutes from my parents' house. I would drive her down there just to walk her because I love walking in downtown Pensacola. So I would drive Coda 
At the time, I didn't have Rory, so I took Coda downtown, and I would walk her around, and we would just have a lovely little time. Even though I, in my head, I was like, this is taking away from all of the things that I need to do, but the way that I feel is so much more important because if I don't feel good, then I can't do the things that I need to do. And I mean, I can't, I certainly can't do them well, but I was getting to the point that I couldn't do them at all if I didn't feel the, the slightest ounce of happiness or some form of joy. And this was also the same time that I found this business coach. Not that I was seeking business coaching. I just, again, liked her energy. I liked her her liveliness. So I found her too. So this inspiration from this new person, this new perspective, this new list of things that made me happy, all of this kind of culminating together started to be the stepping stones that got me out of this black hole. So now, fast forward two years later, I live in my bus. I'm happy as fuck, like all of this stuff, right? I still use this list of things that make me happy. I used it today. And it's funny because every time I've tried to record, not even tried, every time I have recorded an episode on this list of things that make me happy, it's because I used it that day. And in each of those episodes that I never published, I said, I used this list today. (laughs) And I did. I used it today. And I kind of went down my list. I went for a walk with Rory. I took her down beautiful beach walk. I just posted a video of it on my story. Like you would think that walking that path, you couldn't not be happy, but I still felt the ick. And then I got back and I tried to nap, even though napping isn't really on my list. It's just a good way to quiet your mind. I tried listening to a podcast. I tried watching my Abraham Hicks videos that I really love watching to kind of bring me out of a funk and none of this stuff was working. And then I just kind of found something new and I'm going to add that to my list. But having this list, even if you think that you'll remember these things, make this list for the version of yourself that feels the ick, that feels really down and feels really low. Because when you are in that place, you can't see past it sometimes, most times. You can't remember what it feels like to be happy or you can't remember what the feeling of happiness is like so how can you you chase a feeling that you can't even resonate with so do that version of yourself a favor and I don't care how happy you are in your life I am so happy and joyful most of the time and I still get these really really low icks I wasn't even going to record this podcast today because I didn't record it before now and I felt so shitty today. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to put something out because I'm releasing this, you know, let's just see what happens series on Mondays and Wednesdays and I, I missed it on Wednesday last week. I published it on Thursday instead and I'm also in the midst of this series trying to keep promises to myself and so I had already kind of gotten okay with maybe not publishing an episode for this mini series today. And here I am, I'm recording it and I'm taking a long time doing so, but that's okay. If you are in a place of ick or if you're down, or if you're low vibrationally, whatever you want to call it, you know the feeling when you feel it, you might not be able to remember these things that are associated with happiness and joy because our mind is just sort of siloed and misery, like misery loves company even though that doesn't quite apply here, but misery just loves to be miserable. And it's this thing that's really easy to pull you in and suck you in on. And that's why when you have this list of things that you know to your core make you feel that true, true spark of joy and happiness, 
it has at some point in your life. And it's also a really good, like, put whatever on this list that you want. But I kept mine very, very accessible. Going on a walk, going to a coffee shop, playing golf, listening to a podcast or an audiobook, like really, really tangible things that, and there's something on my list that I can do in any condition. I could always go on a walk. You know, even if the road conditions are shitty, like I will hopefully, knock on wood, always have my feet or some means of walking. And I can always go on a walk. May not always be able to go to a coffee shop. I may not always be able to, I don't know, have headphones or listen to a podcast or whatever. But there's always something on that list that I can do. And I will try it and I will go through. And I went through a lot of things today before I started feeling better. But I am so grateful every time that I get in a funk and I have this list to fall back on because I can never make myself do these things if they are, if I don't see them, if I haven't had that memory of doing them before and then making me feel better. But seeing them on that list, I'm like, okay, some version of me felt it important enough or felt good enough doing this thing to put it on this list, so I might as well try it. To wrap this episode up, make a list. Just make a list of things that make you happy. If you already have it, yes, yes, keep it, thrive with it, run with it, and just do it. And honestly, I do the things on this list almost every day, but it is so crazy how when you're feeling down, all I wanted to do is curl up in my little ball and sulk and sit on the couch and just be, I wanted to feel more and I wanted to just make myself feel all of the that I could feel. And then I remembered my list and I was like, okay, I don't, I know that I don't want to feel like this. Even though this like negative cycle is trying to pull me in, I'm like swimming upstream to get out of it. And I, and here I am and I'm out of it. I'm feeling fucking great. And I might even record another episode because I have a lot to talk about. Make a list of things that make you happy. You will not regret it. And the version of you in the future that's feeling low or having a bad day will thank you for it. And one more note on that before I go. This is something that I kind of want to talk on on a bigger spectrum. But the concept of, you know, your thoughts create things and having a positive vibration and like trying to think positively and then counter to that, feeling your emotions, allowing yourself to move through good and bad emotions and allowing yourself to be sad and be angry and, and they, how these things live in harmony. For me personally, I can A, tell the difference when I'm allowing myself to feel something and move through it versus when I'm sulking in it. And it's not something that somebody else can paint a picture for you of. You have to do the work with yourself to really figure out what that looks like for you, you know, whether you're allowing yourself to feel something and move through something or if you're sulking in it. And for me, most of the time I'm sulking in it because to be honest, it does not take me long to accept, acknowledge, and then move through any feeling, good, bad, or indifferent. It does not take me that long. And then after that, if it's a negative feeling, then it's usually sulking. The majority of the time it's sulking and just unnecessary filth. And so the point of this list is once you get to the point of sulking, to stop fucking sulking because it's not doing you any good. And we can use this excuse of, oh, I'm feeling the emotion. And I'm not saying that you or I even are doing that or, or knowingly, but I do hear that a lot of like, allow yourself to feel. And I have used that as like, oh, I'm just letting myself feel it. No, I am sulking. And 
I only have been able to learn that by doing things on my list that make me happy and seeing how quickly I can pull out of that funk and be like, oh, wow, like I already did really process the emotions I was feeling. Then I was just being in a negative cycle. So that is actually the last thing that I was going to leave you with. And thank you so much for listening. I didn't even really give an intro to this episode. I just kind of dove in. I am the spirits moving through me today. So I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you.